0: Welcome back to the first episode of From the Panther Pit for the 2017-2018 school year. Riley Stapleton here with John Webb again. How are you doing, John? It's great to be back. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to get into this. Just like last year, we're starting off with fall sports, obviously. Um, we got volleyball, softball, and football today that we're going to talk about um, in that order. So just hop right into it. What you got on volleyball? Volleyball's
1: started the year pretty hot, it's in that 5-2 overall record right now. Only played two games at home so far and split the pair. Also, same same deal with the away, so we're 1-1 one one, both home and away. But odd stat, kind of <laughs> unexplainable so far, is 3-0 and at neutral sites. Yeah. So I, it's too early to really say we're struggling anywhere, doing anything out of the ordinary, but we, we might be able to pull off some away victories based on that
0: stat, so that's pretty encouraging. Mm-hmm. And uh the team is comprised of 6 seniors, 2 juniors, 5 sophomores and 1 freshman. So you got a good mix of, you know, some veterans and some youth, but uh you know, hopefully it can translate to wins. It looks like it has so far, right?
1: I mean, that that group of 6 seniors, I think that'll really help out those 5 sophomores and freshman. That's a that's a pretty big amount of youth to have on a team like this. I know we're just starting the year off exactly where we left it last year with the young people, but after this year's over, they're gonna need they're gonna need some experience and I think that's why there's so many young girls on the team right now. So once they lose those six seniors this uh this summer, they're gonna need those five sophomores to step up and I think they'll be able to
0: I believe volleyball went to second or third round in the playoffs last year. Not sure. I don't sure. remember exactly. I think they at least got past the first round, but uh hopefully they can improve upon that this year. Definitely led by all those veterans.
1: And speaking of leaders, there are two captains this year, Jessica Tomasello and uh, Gabby Ramkasun. And the only freshman on the <laughs> team is named uh, Allie Rumpel.
0: The lone freshman. Um, yeah, we wish the best of luck to the volleyball team this year. And um, we're going to jump right into softball because we just had a crazy game against Whitewater last night. And, John, you were there, right? I was there. It was a long one. Got there at 7. Wasn't out
1: there until about 11. So it's quite a game. Uh Games usually go seven innings. We reached, I believe, it was the tenth, uh, and heartbreaking loss. Lost, went down five to four, and uh, lost with the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. So that was tough. But played a really good game. We had a, we started off had two home runs before uh, we reached extra innings. Uh, Alyssa Angelo hit one fourth or third or fourth inning. uh... Just over the fence, and then late in the game, I believe it was the sixth inning. Emily Stratton hit one over the scoreboard wow. to, uh, I think it was tie the game up. So okay. it was definitely an exciting game. Both teams; those are two of the top looking teams in the in the region, mm-hmm. along with McIntosh. From what we can tell, this early in the season, but uh, yeah, I, I know. Mean, what were you gonna say? Pretty encouraging. Pretty encouraging game. I mean, Whitewater is definitely a team who's going to be a rival throughout the year. We just picking up exactly where we left off with them last year. So tough game, tough loss, but it was a really entertaining and encouraging game, honestly. I
0: know when I uh, covered the softball game against Griffin, I talked to Coach, and he said, you know, Whitewater and then us, McIntosh and Griffin are probably going to be at the top of the region. But I just talked to him a little bit ago about the Whitewater game, and uh, he was saying, you know, we had somewhere around. 10 hits, but we had 7 errors, and he said we had 12 runners left on base, which that, I mean, that's a killer. You, you know, just get two of those guys in and we win. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually talked to him this morning for an interview for a story I'll be posting later
1: this week on this game, so you can check that out on the theproutnews.org later in the week. But, yeah, he definitely really highlighted. We left double double-digit runners on base, mm-hmm. which is just, I mean, that's tough to do. I know it's early in the season, but you never want to be doing something like that. So he just really talked about being aggressive at the plate. And tr- he, one of his main philosophies from what he told me was he likes to be aggressive on the bases as well. Mm-hmm. And we had a, fr- a freshman, I believe, possibly a sophomore, uh, number 14, Flanders, who stole two bases. And I believe she's a freshman. She. So we definitely have that running capability and he was saying 9, 1, and 2 in the batting order, really entertaining time to watch them when they get on base but uh, we had a, a runner get thrown out early in the game and he kind of just said to me it, it sort of made him call back his uh, aggressiveness a little bit and he, he kind of thinks that might have had a little bit of something to do with leaving a few runners on base so hopefully we can find that aggressiveness and mm-hmm. push for those runs and try to get a few across the plate rather than leaving them stranded
0: yeah i mean he said that whitewater had you know five runs on five or six hits and, you mm-hmm. know we have four runs on like ten hits so I mean that's just you win some you lose some the big thing is that it's early and we saw last year whitewater got the best of us throughout the regular season but when it came down to you know uh the state playoffs that's where we bested whitewater so i mean you know these. It hurts to drop these ones, but as long as we can win the ones later in the season that matter, you know that's what it's about. But uh, softball is looking good, just like volleyball. Both started five and two. Um, I know we started the season with a 0 uh, win against Griffin. I wrote a story on that, and then uh, followed it up with a walk off win over Macintosh five four.
1: So we've we've been in that situation mm-hmm. before, and uh, I mean we were able to get bases loaded at the end of the game. It just came down to that last last at bat, grounded out, but, so, I mean, we were right there, we, you just gotta treat that game as a, a tough loss and a learning
0: experience, try to bounce back, but. It's good to get that experience in exactly. those late game situations, though, but, um, yeah, like I said, it's early, the next game, I believe, is tomorrow, the, uh, 24th at Fayette County. 5.30, correct. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, nothing, no, not too much to complain about, I know, uh, Laura Sellers among with uh, some other people on the team have their names already over the career record books. I believe Leah Dubin is near the top and Steels and Laura Sellers um I wrote about her in that story with the Griffin game and it just she's I mean slugging percentage and stuff she, like that she's, she's at the top. over 500 this year so far. Yeah, she's been a crazy good hitter. So there's definitely a lot of good things. and she's only a junior, I believe. Yes. A lot of good things to that They're, we can see this season with softball. Just to tack
1: on to junior comment, there's, yet again with this team, it's not necessarily a young team, but only have a few seniors who are kind of in the mix right now. So next year we should be able to kind of keep this competitive level going. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting as well. Yeah. And our game following uh, tomorrow's game at Fayette County will be on the 29th at Riverdale at 530 as well. Right. But our next big rivalry game will be on the 12th of September at McIntosh at 5. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one to keep yeah. your eye on. It will be should be a heated, and entertaining game
0: after that walk-off. Um, on September 7th, don't sleep on that Griffin game. Because, I mean, we got them 8-0 in the first game. But that was, I mean, it was very, very close until about the fifth inning, I think is the inning that we just, you know, opened the floodgates. So uh, Fay- at Fayette County, at Riverdale, and at Griffin, Uh, our next three games on the 24th, 29th, and then September 7th before we come back home against Jones County. And um, then three days later, we got McIntosh. One more thing to add quickly to the Whitewater game
1: is we had uh, Kate Ashmore, our starting catcher, go out of the game late with what seems to be dehydration or something, so just mm-hmm. keep her in your thoughts. Hope hope she gets a quick recovery and can get back on the field and help us win a few more.
0: <clears throat> yeah, but uh, that's all we got for softball. It's looking good. Looking to make another deep run like we did last year. So uh, once again, best of luck to them. And now we get to talk about football. We're back. <laughs> I'm ready for this year. I'm very, very excited. And um, we are playing the same schedule that we did last year, but the home and away games have been switched. And so, like at the beginning of last year, Locust Grove made the trip down here. We played a scrimmage against them in which we won 17-14 on a field goal late in the game. This year, we traveled up to Locust Grove. And um, like last year, both years uh, in these scrimmages, we've started with a 14-0 lead and blown it both times. Last year, we let them come back and tie it. This year, we got two quick touchdowns and a... then we, I think they were both in the first quarter. And then throughout the end of the first quarter and beginning of second, we gave up three straight touchdowns and we're down seven at half. Um, I believe in the second half we scored twice and then they answered with one more and we tied 28 28. I believe it was Nick Brown with two touchdowns, correct? Yes, I believe he found the end zone two times, maybe three, but I believe it was only two. Um, once again, they don't keep stats for the scrimmage. so. But Nick Brown did look impressive. Um, the one thing to watch out for is the offensive line shaky. Yeah, well that's where we probably lost the most seniors right, last year. Right. But um I mean hopefully it works out because our backfield is looking deadly this year. Absolutely. Four guys once again, you know, none of them graduated. We have four guys who are I mean, anytime they touch the ball, you got to watch out. We're returning Cole Gilly who was very very close to a school rushing record. I believe he tied the touchdown record set by Rico Fry. Uh-huh. I mean, he had a great year last year in his first year as a starter. Nick Brown was two yards away from a thousand yards rushing as a backup, and then um, Mitch Proant had ten combined touchdowns, I believe, in rushing and receiving. He was a dual threat. Mm-hmm. I like to call him Swiss Army knife for our <laughs> offense. Uh, Kalen Sims was a freshman last year who showed big play potential, and so you know, getting some more carries this year, we can see. I mean, a guy like that with his He's you know got that burst. I mean. Mm-hmm. There's could be those close games that, you know, nothing's really happening and he could be that big momentum shifter, which is huge. But um yeah, like I said, same schedule, uh locations have been swapped, so Noonan will be traveling down here to uh, open the season. And I believe they fell fifty one thirteen in their first game. And I believe they were playing in the Corky Co Classic, maybe. Did not did not go well.
1: Wow. That's that's a surprising one to me. But just taking a quick glance over the schedule here, I mean, what first thing I thought as soon as I looked at it, I mean, we do play Sandy Creek on the 15th of September, but we don't really hit big rivalry games until the 29th of September. So a month and a half away. We've got some time to prepare. That game will be here against Griffin, and then we'll follow. I mean, it'll be a quick stretch of just heated game after heated game. we got Griffin on the 29th. Next week after that, we have Whitewater at Stars Mill as well. And then the following week after that one, we're headed over to Macintosh. So,
0: I mean, that'll be quite a stretch, and interesting to mm-hmm. see what happens there. I think the big thing this year is having Griffin and Whitewater at home. Mm-hmm. We uh, managed to narrowly beat Griffin in a shootout mm-hmm. last year, 52-49, to I believe was the final score. Hopefully, we can have a little more cushion and get another win at home, and then... The whitewater game was just heartbreaker. I mean, it's. If you ask me, if that game's a home game, we're taking that one home. I mean, there's there's gonna be <laughs> we're not gonna one. be very happy with how the game ended last year with all the controversy. But um, I'm gonna need a win out of the boys from the yeah. senior year. I remember the and like I said, the big thing about this schedule is our first four games are Noonan and then Northgate, Chapel Hill, and Sandy Creek and. Those aren't the easiest games horror, in the world. Last year, we went one and three. The only team we beat was Chapel Hill, which uh, our defense came up with a late interception when they were going for the game-winning drive that sealed it, took that one home. Um, and I talked to Coach this year um, just about the effect of that schedule, and he, just, he wants to go at least two and two this year in those first four games, but uh, last year he said that it, it did exactly what he wanted it to do. Is we played those tough games at the beginning, didn't have the prettiest record, but when we got to those tougher games against Griffin and Whitewater, we played well. Exactly. I mean, ex- anytime you expose yourself to some difficult games like
1: that, you're bound to learn where your weaknesses are and be able to work on them in practice and focus on them in the games. And it's just a real advantage. It doesn't seem like it when you're out there on the field and you're playing some grown men, but once you once you're able to sit back watching film and go and work on your game at practice, it's really helpful.
0: Yeah, and I think the biggest thing about especially those first four games last year is we the scores might not have been the closest, especially against Northgate and Sandy Creek, but I don't think we ever got completely destroyed by exactly. any of them. Like Noonan, we were down twenty-eight nothing at one point, and then we went on a rally in the fourth quarter uh, and got it to twenty-eight twenty-one. But I th- we just ran out of time, you know, just a little, too little too late. But, I mean, you know, and then Northgate, I don't remember the exact final score, but I remember putting up a fight. I think we might have scored 17 against them, unless I'm getting it mixed up with Sandy Creek. But, you know, we didn't get, you know, pummeled by any of those teams. We showed that we can compete. And so um, hopefully we can begin the season with a win against Noonan. Because last year made it interesting. If we can play four good quarters, there's a chance we could. And you know, like I said, their first game didn't go too well. Maybe they'll be hungry for a win. But uh, you know, first game on that new turf field, I think those players were ready to go get a W. Then at Northgate, at home against Chapel Hill, at Sandy Creek. I mean, like Coach said, you just gotta hope you can at least go two and two or better. That's a tough stretch, but it leads into six straight region games. So mm-hmm.
1: you just gotta hope we can learn what we can and find our weaknesses, work on them, and be ready for those reaching games and find the playoffs. And that's
0: where it, where it starts to really, really matter. I kind of like this, this schedule. Cause, you know, you have those first four tough games and then you go to Morrow. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, last year it kind of started, you know, we started 1-3. And and, you know, if you were feeling a little down, you know, we went and beat tomorrow 49 nothing, And so... Now you, you're battle-tested, and now your confidence is up to go up against, you know, that Griffin-Whitewater-McIntosh stretch. That's a tough stretch. Because McIntosh is, I mean, their record, you know, might not be the best every year, but they always, you know, give us the best they have, and their running back is no joke. I mean, they have a serious running threat. And then uh, after those three games, we got at Riverdale and then at home against Fayette County to wrap up the year. Like I said, same schedule, but um, not an easy one. No, definitely not. just got to hit it hard, play your hardest, and do what you can do. Coach Phillips said his goal would be to win the region title again because no Stars Mill team has done that in back-to-back seasons. There Remember, two years ago, we were 1-1 away against Northgate for the region mm-hmm. switch. <laughs> that was a tough one. But um, Yeah, you know, football's looking good. You know, loaded, loaded senior class. A lot of those guys we mentioned, Brown, Gilly, DeLuca, on. Along with uh, Ryan Cox and um, some other guys on our defense, are all seniors. Mm-hmm.
1: We've definitely got a loaded defensive and offensive senior class. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hope we can keep that unit healthy and playing hard.
0: I know Carson Walter, who's a junior corner, who's one of our biggest pieces on defense, is currently injured. Yeah. Which I don't know. I, it's not looking like he'll be back for the first game. I don't know how much longer he'll be out. But uh, once we get him back, this team could be really, really good. And we're looking to go a little deeper in the playoffs this year. Last year we kind of got the worst draw, getting Kell in the second round. They were a very good team. Just need to figure out that consistency on the line and mm. hope
1: our defense can hold up and get some points on the board. And there it is.
0: And that's what happened last year. We kind of had a new line, and they, they got it figured out. in that running game, I mean, you see it you know, in the running backs' numbers. You can't give the running backs all the credit because that offensive line made some holes for them.
1: Absolutely,
0: um, I know we want to incorporate the passing game more. It didn't look too good in the scrimmage, but watch out for this offense. It looks dangerous mm-hmm. I'm ready for this year once again. Best of luck to football and all these three teams. We're looking for a success like we had last year you know twenty one of our twenty two teams in the state playoffs, so hopefully these three can you know start every start it all out on the right foot. But I believe that's all we have for this first episode back um Just a reminder, over the summer we got a new app for the Prowler. You can go to the App Store or Android Store and search SMHS Prowler, get our app, Get notifications for all of our stories. We're excited about these sports years and another another year here at the Prowler. So um, thank you for tuning in, guys. Anything else, John? Uh, That's all for me. Okay, thanks for (laughs) listening. We'll see you next time.